This is Champagne Problems, where we come together to explore the gray areas of drinking. This is a judgment-free zone where we can all take a look at how we make decisions about our relationship with alcohol. Welcome back, friends. Today, we're speaking with Mindy McGlynn. Mindy and her husband, Owen, own and operate Asheville Proper Restaurant in Asheville, North Carolina. As Mindy and Owen developed the vision for their restaurant, they decided they would remove alcohol from their lives and just see what happens. Well, I don't think you'll be surprised by what you hear, but I do think you'll be inspired. Let's go to Mindy. Mindy McGlynn, welcome to Champagne Problems. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> well, we're very excited to have you on. I know we, we actually have a couple of mutual friends and been trying to get you on for a couple of months, so it's, it's, it's finally happening. It is. I'm so excited. <laughs> we're very excited. I know a little bit of your story, and I'm excited for our listeners to hear it. It's, it's absolutely going to mesh with our mission, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of value seen in, in what you've got going on personally as well as professionally. Yeah. Let's dig in. Um, give our listeners a little bit of your background. I am originally from Greenville, South Carolina. That's um, where I was born and raised. I went away to college, came back to Greenville, started working in food and beverage, you know, when I was uh, 16 in high school. So I definitely like have just been around that culture forever. Um, I actually met my husband. He worked with me at a restaurant in Greenville called High Cotton. So we, um, you know, him and I moved up to Asheville several years ago, uh, probably like, I don't know, 11 or 12 years ago at this point. Uh And this is kind of just where we've, you know, sown our roots. So we um, have four kids together and yeah, it's a lot, (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah. And so we have been up here for a while. We've got um, a restaurant downtown Asheville called Asheville proper. Yeah. uh, We got to get you in by the way. (laughs) I know. Did you get that message? I did. Yeah. (laughs) Every time I come up there, it's like a Tuesday and I'm like, oh, they're closed. Like the one day we're closed. Yeah. (laughs) So we've been open. We've had that open for about two years now, a little over two years. So, you know, just exciting. Awesome. Um, So you started when you were 16 in the food and beverage industry. Did you kind of were you kind of in and out of that or did you stay in it like through college? I mean, has it always been a part of your deal? Yeah. So it's pretty much always been a part of my, you know, identity. I really like, I tried to work a desk job at an insurance agency when I was in college and that lifestyle is just not for me. I could not wake up every day and just go sit there. And I really just, I wasn't into it. So I I realized I can make a lot more money in the restaurant (laughs) business. So I'm, I've just stayed there forever. (laughs) Insurance sales is not your thing. Weird. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can sell pretty much anything to anybody. It was the structure of it all. You right. know, like I just, it, I wasn't into it. I don't, I didn't want to sit there, you know, make phone yeah. calls all day. And Oh God. And that's, that's like a fresh out of college job anyway. Oh my God. It was awful. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. It's like, I love talking to people, not on the phone though. I like being face to face. I like that, you know, personal interaction. And yeah. I was making about half the amount of money I could make waiting tables. So that also was a big thing. <laughs> so so that so did you typically wait tables throughout the the industry or did you ever go into the kitchen? 
So, oh no, they, they won't let me near there. Um, so I started at the front door. I started as a hostess, my, well, so I actually started out working at a pizza place. So I like worked at the counter, but you know, that was very, I don't know, very, uh, I stayed in my, you know, I stayed at the cash register and just ring people up all day. But then, um, you know, when I truly started working like a full service restaurant, I worked at the front door and then kind of got moved into serving pretty soon after that. Um, and then when I moved into like more of a fine dining restaurant, I did the same thing where I started at the front door and then I was like um, a server assistant. And then I worked in the window doing expo and then I worked on the floor. Got it. Server. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Front of the house. You get, you got yeah. it locked. I got it unlocked <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I love it. All right. So give us a full plug on Asheville proper. Yeah. So we are a live fire um, steakhouse in Asheville. Um, so what that means is we have this big Argentinian style grill that we cook over the open flame on. Um, we do a lot of, of like in-house dry aging of our meat. We also have started dry aging some fish that we get like fresh off the coast of Charleston. So, um, you know, we do a lot of fun stuff with that. We do a lot of stuff over the fire. Not everything is cooked over the fire, but pretty much every dish is touched by the fire in some way, we like to say. And um, the same reigns true for the cocktail program. We have, you know, we like to incorporate smoke or something grilled or, you know, something from the fire in some way in almost every cocktail we have. Huh. Yeah. How did you guys get started? So you, you were working in Greenville, mm -hmm. came to Asheville 12 years yeah. ago. How did, you know, what, what happened in between the, the time you moved to Asheville and, and, up until the time you started Asheville proper, like yep. how, what was the kind of genesis of that? So my husband was executive chef at another restaurant in town and we kind of just, you know, opening your own restaurant is kind of a natural progression between, yeah. you know, being a chef and working for other people and then just like really getting, you know, yourself a brand that you want to stick with. So my husband really, this is, you know, we always like if we're cooking dinner at home, we're cooking steak. Like our kids are steak eaters. We are steak eaters. This is just like what we love doing. So this has kind of always been like what we want for ourselves. Um, so we kind of just got to the point where we're like, you know what, we're going to do this. Like we're, you know, he was tired of cooking stuff. He wasn't necessarily, you know, super proud of anymore. And it was just kind of like, we're going to do it. We're going to go out on our own and take the plunge. And you did that, I guess, like kind of in the middle of COVID or like right when or yeah, you opened you. in the so middle COVID, of COVID. Yeah. How did that yeah. all come yeah. out? COVID happened like we were already under construction or I guess we had already signed our lease and we were like about to start construction when COVID happened. But I feel like I was so like, we we're just like, we're going to like, we got to the point where like, we're, we either have to do this or we're not going to open. You know what I mean? So it was just yeah, like, yeah, we're yeah, doing yeah, it. Sure. So we pushed through. And we opened August of 2020. So it was like, we opened like literally when our occupancy was enough to where I felt like we could actually make money, you know? So it was, Oh my God. it was intense, but it ended up working out great. You know, I yeah. think we, we kind of hit the market at a good time where people were ready to get out. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, we had a lot of precautions and stuff we had to take at first, but it all worked out in the end. So we definitely, you know, got, a, got real lucky. And it's going well now. You yeah, filling up every night. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And this awesome. is kind of you know. I love hearing that. There's so much ebb and flow, but this is like sure. Fall is like 
go time in Asheville. So, you know, people everywhere, which is great. We love it. But it's also like, you you get like a false sense of like okay we got this like are we on our groove we're good and then all of a sudden you're like oh wow there's a lot of people here tonight oh gosh oh gosh are we ready for this and you guys are downtown in the in the arcade right yeah we're in the grove arcade so it's a yeah, historic yeah. building there's so much fun stuff to look at like it's, yeah, it's definitely cool like a real cool place to be and it's also like the area of town we're in is kind of like up and coming so it's definitely like you know, there's a lot of stuff happening around us right now, which is really exciting. It's really fun to see. Yeah, yeah. Asheville is nuts. I mean, it's just booming. Y'all are in the right market. I love. I've just, I, you know, being from around here, I love the 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 vision of of Asheville fall, mm-hmm. open fire, yeah. red meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just that, perfect. That's what really puts over the top right there. I'll agree. All right, well, let's dive a little bit into uh, the alcohol story. Sure. So, Mindy, give us a little bit of uh, your your history with alcohol. I mean, uh, I am there's a reason you're on our podcast, right? <laughs> and, yep. and it's because there is a history. It's not so. because I'm so cool. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to have you right, on. Right, but right. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I feel like my relationship with alcohol kind of started out just like any other. Um, you know, teenager, like we would go to parties, we would drink, we would smoke weed, we would do whatever. And it kind of just became, you know, it just became a part of who I was. That's what we did. You know, people would, I was involved with a lot of people who, you know, went out and partied and, you know, that was the most fun we had all week was what party we went to. And so I feel like from there, you know, I went off to college and I would say I probably drank less when I was in college than I did at any other point, which is so atypical from what, you know, usually happens. So, um, when I was in college, where, I was, where, where'd you go to college? I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I worked all the time. I actually did. I had the same experience. I could drink more like my freshman, sophomore year in high school than I could. Exactly. You know, cause college. you're trying to be cool. Not, me, boy. Keep up no, with not a good, me. not a good sign. All right. So where'd you go? Um, So I went to USC in Columbia and then I transferred back to Greenville and went to USC upstate. So, you know, the main reason for that was because I was working so much, you know, so I would go out to, you know, I would go work and then I would maybe have a couple glasses of wine, which does sound like I was drinking a lot, but, you know, in retrospect, (laughs) it probably wasn't that much, but, you know, I would go out to work have some wine after work and then wake up for class. So I feel like that kind of that structure kind of yeah. kept me in check, I will say. Yeah. yeah um, sure. And then, yeah. you know, when I was done with college, it got to a point where, you know, Owen and I moved up to Asheville. We were going out every night. You know, this was before we had kids. This was before, you know, mm. we prom time. Yeah. So we were, you know, we would sit at the bar after work and drink every night, or we would, um, you know, go out to a concert and have a lot to drink. And then, you know, I was, I've been pregnant or breastfeeding for a long time. You know, I have four (laughs) kids. So that was always like my break from drinking, but it would be like, as soon as I wasn't pregnant, you know, I would have like a couple, you know, Owen and I would split like two bottles of wine a night. Or we would, you know, go out like Sunday, we would go watch football and drink all day or, yeah. you know, it, and we had little kids at home. So it was like, it kind of got to the point to where like, you can't, you can't drink like that and be a successful parent, 
but you also can't drink like that and be a successful business owner. So we kind of realized, (laughs) wow, what are we doing? You know, you don't have, you can't wake up in the middle of the night with little kids if you've downed a bottle of wine, you know? And it kind of, I feel like, you know, we just had this epiphany when we were getting ready to open Ashville Proper. Like, you know, we really had to take an internal look and be like, what kind of business owners have we worked for in the past? What kind of business owners do we want to be? And, you know, you kind of like compare and contrast people that you know that are successful and people that you know, um, you know, from previous work experience. And we kind of were like, I don't want to be the kind of business owner that's so desperate to get off work or to sit at the bar and drink after work. You know, I've worked for so many restaurant owners that like are at the bar every night drinking at their yeah. restaurant. And mm-hmm. to me, it sets such a bad example and such a bad precedent to people that are working for you. It's like, you know, you gotta, you have to make everyone else's well-being a priority when you're a business owner hmm. and when you're a parent, especially. So to me, it was just like, this is kind of what has to happen. And, you know, I will say like, I never had a dependency on, I say that I never had a dependency on alcohol. Maybe I did. I don't know. But, um, you know, I would drink every single night, but to me, it was never out of hand. You know what I sure. mean? It would never yeah, be yeah. like, but I also, I feel like a lot More of habit. Was, yeah, it was definitely like, yeah. And I will say that, like, I never felt like I had, you know, if I didn't drink one night or something, it's not like I was like withdrawing or anything like that. Right. But I will say that Smoke a little weed, it'll be all right. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> But I will say that, um, you know, my husband does kind of, you know, he's always walked that fine line between having, you know, an issue with alcohol and not having an issue with alcohol. You know, he has really strong addiction in his family. His, you know, dad is sober. He has a couple of brothers that are sober. And then he has a brother that's died from addiction. So, you know, we've always had that in the back of our head. Like, we don't want that for our family. So, you know, we have to maintain that level of like control so yeah that's just always where we've gravitated towards it's a really strong awareness to have i mean it's really important yeah it definitely is and i feel like you know it's a really good example to set for our kids um because like you know we there's a lot of things we can't control but this is something that we can control and Mm. it's a conscious decision we have to make every day you know it's like we work in the restaurant business. So we're constantly surrounded by people throwing alcohol our way. You know, like we've got people stopping by all the time. Like let's do a wine tasting together. Let's do this. We've got, you know, liquor reps that are breathing down our neck all the time. And it, you know, it does take a very, you know, self-aware person to be like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? And I'm always like, it, it's hard. You know, we had, we're revamping our cocktail menu right now and we're working with like a consultant that's like super talented and super amazing. And, you know, we had to go to a cocktail tasting. So it was kind of one of those things where we're like, wow, we really, you know, it takes a lot of self-control because we could have easily just been like, oh, it's not going to hurt. We're just having a sip of each cocktail, but it's not. Yeah, like- I mean, I mean, you got to be really committed to not do that yeah, yeah. You know definitely I mean? so and what does that look like for you guys i mean is it both you and your husband or is it just you like who i mean and what kind of like intention did you all set to make it you know such a strong commitment it is a really strong commitment like we did um dry january one year 
So yeah. this was probably the year before Asheville proper opened. So we did dirt dry January. And then we're kind of like, you know what, let's keep this going. Like we felt so much better when we weren't drinking our, you know, we were getting sleep. We were able to be more engaged with the kids. We were able to like be more like clear headed about every decision we were making. And we were kind of like, wow, this is amazing. You know, it was like, we weren't drinking. So I felt like I could wake up and work out or we could wake up and go for a hike or we can, you know, do whatever because we're not hungover. We're not dragging all day long because we're so dehydrated, you know? So it was kind of like, you, we got to the point where like, wow, this really does actually make a lot of sense for us. So wow. you know, we kind wow. of, yeah. So you really just, kept it going. Like it's been going since then. Yeah. So dry January has lasted like almost three years at this point. Holy but do you cow. guys like, yeah. and that is cool. This is what I'm wondering is like, I mean, do you go like month to month? Is it like, okay, well, we're going to go for six months or is it like, we're going to do this forever? Or is it just kind of open-ended? Yeah. At first it definitely was like that, you know? We we're like, well, we'll go, we'll go for February or we'll go for, you know, whatever. And then now it's just kind of like, we don't drink. It's kind of second nature. You know, it's like, once you kind of relearn all those habits, like I definitely would say that, like, if I went out with my friends or something, it was super weird. And I'm always that, oh yeah, you don't drink. I forgot or something like that. But now I'm like, totally fine with it. Like give me yeah. a ginger beer and yeah. I'll be fine. You know, and sometimes I'll be like, you know, can you put it in a rocks glass or something like that? Just so I can oh, feel yeah. like I'm like one, you know, one with the crowd. But that was the hardest part is like relearning those habits and relearning kind of how to be in those social situations. Like it's still kind of weird for my husband to like go to a concert and not have a beer in his hand, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, once you kind of, once you reteach yourself, like how to be in those situations, it's so much easier. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, it becomes your your new identity. Exactly. I mean, it's just, yeah. You're just a. This is who you are now, and it's not weird because that's what it is, right? Yeah. You know, people are constantly like, "Oh yeah, I forgot you don't drink anymore," or like, "Are you still not drinking?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm still not drinking." Like, still. You know still, what I mean? I'm like, "Why yeah. am I? I also don't use drugs. Do I need to explain <laughs> that to you?" Or you right. know, yeah, I'm right. not. It's so yeah. weird. I'm still not eating mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I love mayonnaise. You and your husband, first of all, did y'all meet in college? Um, I was in college. He's a little older than me. Okay, that's yeah. fine. You're, you were <laughs> I in, college. Was in college. He was not. He was um, a sous chef at the restaurant that I worked at. Got it. Yep. And then y'all been together this whole time. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden y'all come together and based on what? That you are about to start a new restaurant? Yeah. Is why yeah, it was like, this makes more sense to, to continue this. Yeah. So we're just clear and we, we're exactly you know, business. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. I think, you know, from the outside looking in, like it's easy to look at other people and be like, wow, that person is really, um, you know, they've got some issues or something. So I, we kind of, we never wanted to be those people that were like, you know, showing our faults or showing our issues. So we kind of sure. were like, you know, we will not be as successful as we can be if we're constantly worried about when we're going to have another drink. So yeah. it was kind of one of those things. It was like, let's just do this so we can be the best version of ourselves that we can be. And it kind of like ended up really working for us, you know? So yeah. How do you feel like that's affected the culture of your business? I mean, is it, is it like common knowledge, uh, mm -hmm or with your employees that you guys don't drink and it's like a, you know, kind of th that's part of your 
company culture that promotes non-alcohol use? Yeah. I mean, a lot of restaurants, you know, it's very normal for someone to get off work and just sit at the bar and have a shift drink and, you know, trying to be the, the best, you know, boss and business owner. Like, I don't want that on my shoulders. If somebody has too much to drink at the bar after work and they go home. Um, so, you know, everybody knows we don't drink. We have a lot of people, um, you know, working for us that are in recovery as well. Nice. So I feel like they know that we're kind of a safe space for that. And it's something yeah. that we always, you know, make sure to check in on. Like, we're always like, so how, you know, we always ask those personal questions. How are you doing with your sobriety kind of thing? And I feel like people know that we're just that like safe space where they can talk, you know, they can talk to me or Owen and just ask us like, okay, this is what I'm having an issue with, or this has been kind of weird for me lately, or, you know, tell us those triggers so we can kind of help them. Cause you know, we're in this business because we love it and it's our passion. And, you know, a lot of the people that work for us, it's the same thing. So it's hard because we are constantly surrounded by alcohol and we are constantly surrounded by those triggers, but it definitely makes it easier to like have people to be able to talk to about that and to, you know, be that, that person that they can just come to and just, you know, let us know like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this right now or, you know, whatever it is. And I, I feel that way about every aspect of their lives. Like, you know, we, I know it sounds super cliche, like we're a family, but you know, <laughs> we, you know, I care a lot about these people that work for me and, you know, I feel like they care a lot for us and, you know, they know our kids and they know us really well. So it's definitely like just, you know, a part of it. Yeah. And I'm sure if you guys were drinking that it wouldn't be nearly as close to that. Right. You know, it's, it's funny. Cause like every day, if I'm at work and I leave, like I tell my staff, like, I love you guys. And, <laughs> but I'm a mom, so that's just what we do. But, um, you know, I have a lot of people that rely on us, you know, for their livelihood and yeah. that's a big job. You know, we have almost 30 employees, which I know a lot of people have a lot more, but to me, that's a big responsibility. And I definitely want to like, make sure that everybody's as taken care of as they can be. Golly. That's I love awesome. This. Like outside of work in terms of like, you know, your relationship with your husband, your relationship with your kids, what are some of the benefits that you've seen in that dynamic? Um, you know, Owen and I really had to change a lot of the way we did stuff. I, I joke that we're kind of like grumpy old people now, like we like to sit home and have a glass of hot tea at the end of the night or something like that. But, you know, we would so look forward to having wine. Like after the kids went to bed, like we would be ready to go. He would, we would have the wine sitting out with our glasses ready. We'd have our wine opener right there. And we were, you know, we were always looking forward to that. Yeah. And to me, that's not a good way to live. Like I should be looking forward to spending time with my kids, not time without my kids. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we were kind of like, had to just kind of relearn our routine. So I would say, you know, it was, it was hard at first just to kind of get over those habits, but once you find those new habits and you find your new routine, it's so much easier to just not, not have it be a factor. Yeah, and yeah. I will say one nice thing about it is we're not having to Uber. Like if I went and I go out for a date night, <laughs> we don't have to Uber home. We don't have to worry about how we're getting home. Yeah. So that has also, you know, it's easier. It just takes a lot of the the question out of it. You know what I mean? Like who's going to, who's going to get really drunk tonight? Is it your turn or my turn? Like who's, who's <laughs> right. going to in the middle of the night with the kids? So yep. it kind of just 
streamline everything at home, I will say. And you save a lot of money when you don't drink. Yep. Yeah. Tons. So does Asheville Proper kind of have the reputation of being, you know, in the alcohol-free support place? Um, I would like to think so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, so if people were to apply for a job there, you might have people reaching out that are sober or yeah. want to be in an environment that's yeah, not definitely. a party like, scene. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it's word of mouth too. You know, we have sure. a lot of people that work for us that, you know, have been in this industry in Asheville for a really long time. And it's no surprise that drugs and alcohol, you know, issues run rampant, you know, yeah, everywhere, yeah. but Asheville especially. So I feel like a lot of it's like word of mouth. Like they know, you know, they used to work with so-and-so and they're yeah. know, sober now. And so it's, it's definitely like a safe space for sure. Well, and there's been some media around y'all as well. Yeah. I mean, I think right. that that has touched on that. Um, how, how extensive is your alcohol free menu? We have like a zero proof section of the menu. I will nice. say though, I did mention that we're working with this consultant and he has come up with some really amazing stuff. So that section is actually probably going to be my favorite section on the menu, which says a lot because I really like steak, but, um, it amazing, is wait, amazing stuff, meaning alcohol free. Yes. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't yeah he is like a mastermind and he, um, has come up with probably like almost, I would say like maybe eight cocktails that are zero proof. Um, some of which use like zero proof spirits, but then some of them aren't, some of them are yeah. just, you know, fun little cocktails that he came up with. Do you guys have zero proof spirits like on your menu? Like, could I go in and, and sit at the bar and drink like a, you know, zero proof scotch? Um, not a zero proof scotch, but there are some really exciting ones that we have coming in. Um, that we are. Yeah. I mean, you would definitely be able to do that. I think we have a gin and a vodka, if I remember right. And a tequila, no yeah. scotch, but if you, I would gladly get you one, if you want to come hang out. <laughs> There's make, I only drink 24 year old scotches. So oh, um, I don't know if a 24 year old, um, non-alcoholic <laughs> scotch would be so great, but I, I would give it a I'm try. I'm pretty sure they don't exist. It, 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 it wouldn't have alcohol in it, so it would rot. Yeah. yeah, it would not. I mean, you might have to sign a waiver. But Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. Mm -hmm. How familiar are you, and do you participate at all with the Ben's Friends um, yeah, organization? We, we did a while ago, like pre-COVID. Owen and I went to a few meetings Um but I am not super involved in it now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we did attend a few meetings and I think it's definitely a great resource. I think that, um, you know, it would definitely be worthwhile for people that, you know, really need that support. Right. Sure. Yeah. And that's all, that's all it is. I mean, it would yeah. be more so for if, if one of your staff members comes to you with some struggles, would yeah. you would provide that as a resource, I assume. Yeah. And I think it's a great stepping stone between, you know, people that are looking for that, um, you know, support and, you know, all the resources that Ben's Friends has available. I definitely would encourage anyone that feels like they need that support to go. And um, I believe the meetings are on Tuesday. So to go on Tuesdays. Yeah. 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 Back to the non-alcoholic spirits. Do you guys have um, zero proof wine that you no, we pair don't. with and you the know steaks? What? That is something I have been trying to find a decent one to put on the menu. It's hard I, to find. I would live There's not that. many good ones. I know, but <laughs> I'm, holding out, I'm holding out hope we'll find a good one for sure. 
So I know they keep creating them. Suggestions, please send them my way. Well, I, you know, I've been to some of these shops, these alcohol-free shops, and they they just oh, we've got the best wine, and, 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 and then like you take a sip, grape and it's juice, just, like it's really <laughs> bad. Yeah. I mean, it. I'll say I'll say this: it doesn't taste bad. It just doesn't taste like real wine. Right, and know? that's I, and yeah. I feel like that even when I smell like like a glass of red wine today, I'm like, oh man, that smells so good. I'm not tempted <laughs> to drink it. I just want to smell it. So do y'all? Uh, we're kind of all over the place here, but do you and Owen? are you kind of just going day to day and, and do you have this thing in your mind? Like maybe we'll have a cocktail later in life and you know, something like that. Or is it like, we're never drinking again. Sounds like it's going pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's funny. Cause we had that conversation not too long ago. Like, do you ever think we'll like feel like drinking again? And I was like, yeah, maybe we'll have a couple drinks when the kids are off to college, you know, a job yeah. well done. We yeah. got them all to college or something like that. But I, you know, yeah, I feel like it's probably day to day um you know month to month or whatever but yeah i mean i don't feel like we're in a hurry to start drinking again because you know it's kind of right. it feels good not to you know totally so that's totally, totally where we're at right now like if we were to reintroduce it to the into the picture then we would have to a lot of logistics to work out and i just don't want to do that i don't have time for it right now yeah understood but i would love to hear a little bit of your take on just the alcohol free call it a revolution, call mm -hmm. it a trend, snowball, whatever we want to call it. Um, I mean, how real is it, do you think? And do you think it's here to stay? And is it going to continue to grow? Um, yes, I think it's here to stay. I think that, you know, a lot more people are a lot more self-aware now about, um, you know, addiction and anything, you know, all the stuff that that brings to into light. So I feel like, you know, it does work a lot better for a lot of people. You know, people are health conscious or they're more conscious about, you know, their reputation or something like, you know, whatever it is. I just feel like when you're not drinking, it definitely is just a little bit easier to manage all of that, I will say. I'm curious because I agree with you, first of all. I, I love the trend. I love where it's going. I do think there's there's more science, there's more mm -hmm. knowledge, there's more awareness. And obviously, like you said, there's more kind of wellness oriented people. And that has become uh, a major industry along with kind of just a personal trend in people. But, I, you know, when I think about how to kind of promote alcohol free living or just healthier living in general, when you think about it from an alcohol-free space, I think about it in the food and beverage industry. I don't think about that trend kind of happening you know, organically like it did with you. I mean, it does happen that way, but I think yeah. the way to really make it continue and put it out into the public is in the food and beverage industry mm -hmm. and in restaurants. And so yeah. your restaurant is is doing that. You've got this extensive menu. You're making it fun. You're making it normal. I mean, I think that is a, a huge uh, value and, and influence on the trend. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, one thing that's like kind of hard for me to watch, I feel like is, you know, I am kind of on the outside looking in, I guess, about like a lot of people that, you know, use alcohol or, you know, use drugs or whatever, but I'm also a mom and I'm also really involved. And, you know, I've got a friend group that I'm really involved with and, you know, alcohol is such a factor in all of that. You know, it's like, it's hard to be a mom and not drink, I think, because it, you know, we're just surrounded by it all the time. Everything's like marketed towards like moms yeah. or, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, I have a, a lot of people that I know that 
are so desperate to like ditch their kids so they can go have a drink or, you know, to go, um, you know, for, you know, whatever, a girl's weekend and just get super lit or whatever. So it's just kind of <laughs> like, to me, it's scary. You know, it's like, I don't want to be that kind of mom. That's just so desperate to like leave my kid, you know, to like ditch my kids so I can go have a drink or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want other moms to do it either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? You know, I, I should be able to sit by the pool all day long and, you know, really be in the moment with my kids and not like, you know, pounding canned wine at the cabana, you know? So it's <laughs> yeah. really like, to me, it's like, it kind of is just the safest way to, you know, to continue. Yeah. yeah, it's hard work though. And like I, I'm, I'm, I'm just as Robbie was asking that question, I was thinking about like you know this being something that the food and beverage industry can lead in terms of a trend, but how it's kind of automatically going to be connected to the health and wellness space yeah. in some capacity because it's like you know the alcohol relieves our stress, and then we remove it, we're still stuck with the stress. So we have to have some type of outlet to right you know to live more authentic more healthy lives and that's where the health and wellness space kind of comes yeah, in so you know, i i work out three times a week now i play tennis one day a week you know i'm like you know we golf as a family um so it's definitely like you have so much more time more of an appreciation for stuff like yeah. that because it's like you actually instead of just like going and sitting somewhere and having a drink you're like actually out doing stuff or you're actually like being active and it definitely helps so much i feel like just with overall mental health and overall you know well-being yeah and family connection too i mean i think that that's something that that people tend to miss when they think about removing alcohol from their lives about how much you know the other side of that coin in terms of family connections health and wellness and just overall well-being can increase. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and, and it, it also makes me think of the, you know, we, we talk about going upstream on on prevention. And uh, often it, it goes as far upstream as to your childhood and what was kind of mimicked yeah. or, or set, you know, set as an example. My dad actually owned a brewery. So I... <laughs> yeah. I do remember like, you know, they would go to like food festivals and stuff. So they had like mobile, like, uh, kegs, mobile taps, like, you know, kegerators or whatever. And I remember like drinking when I was very little, like we thought it was so funny. We were like sneaking beer, but I was probably like, uh, maybe in like second grade. So that's like totally wrong, obviously, (laughs) but I I was just surrounded by it, you know, it wasn't a thing. It's not like I was drinking to get drunk. I just thought it was funny, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, well, and 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 so much of of the issues that arise later in life are is our ability to cope with, you know, stress and yeah. and you know internal, external, and and our our coping mechanisms are are so diluted by alcohol, and we think they work and they do work temporarily, but it takes away but from our skill work. set. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it it we end up not having the skills to cope without it. Yes. And I think. Exactly what we're kind of getting at here is is providing that example as parents to your kids. And every time, you know, you have a long day, you don't have a glass of wine. If you have free time, you don't sit and drink. You go out and do stuff. And they are learning that. Yeah, yeah so you're definitely you're paving the way. Yeah, hopefully. Very cool. Yeah, hopefully. Exactly. So give us give us three things like your top three things that you've noticed that have like dr- dramatically improved in, in terms of your 
well-being or your life in general since you've removed alcohol from your life? Um, I think my relationships are a lot better, you know, between Owen and I specifically. It's not like we're, you know, you know, when you're drinking, you get in stupid little fights or you, you know, make these big plans you're not going to keep, you know, whatever it is. I feel like our relationship has gone so much stronger because we're kind of going through this together. Um, I think that overall, um, you know, my energy level is better. So that totally like makes everything else easier. You know, it Mm -hmm. makes it easier for me to, you know, work out or to be fully, you know, invested in whatever it is I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then overall, I think as like a business owner, it's definitely like, the best decision for us just because we don't want to gray any lines between you know being professional and being ourselves because I'm you know able to fully be professional and to be you know fully in the moment in every situation whereas you know if I was like sitting at work and drinking every night or something like that you know lines can get gray pretty easily so very cool very cool all right so we have one final question oh gosh okay and i'm gonna hit you with it Uh uh-oh okay i'm ready go mindy mcglynn why do you care why do i care um because it's not just me on the line i've got you know a lot of people that rely on me to support their families um i've got my family relying on you know me and owen to provide for them i've got four kids that are looking at us for every, you know, bit of guidance and every bit of knowledge and every bit of, you know, whatever it is we can pour into them. And I care because I just don't have time to not care. Oh man, that's beautiful. You're so unselfish. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mindy, thank you so much. This was a blast. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, we can't wait to come up there and, and uh, bang on the bar. Just not on a Tuesday, please, Get, get crazy yeah. on some not on a Tuesday. non-alcoholic booze. Oh, yeah, it'll be right. so fun. The information and opinions shared on this podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests and are not a substitute for medical advice. If you feel like you may need professional help, here are some resources. For the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration hotline, call 1-800-662-4357 or visit smsa.gov. For listeners in the Charlotte, North Carolina community, visit dilworthcenter.org or call 704-372-6969 or visit theblanchardinstitute.com or call 704-288-1097.